What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Constance, and today I'm sitting down with Asia, my queen. She's the host of As If the Podcast. This girl's also on TikTok, and she's on YouTube. I am super excited to have had the opportunity to be able to sit down and talk with her. Now, before we hop into today's conversation, I also want you guys to know that somehow, some way, I forgot to hit record on the second half of the convo, so you're only going to get the first half, but I can assure you that even in this first half, it was definitely juicy, and we got into some things. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Just as true as the sky is blue, I am thick. I can't even enjoy not having anxiety because when I don't have anxiety, I'm worried about having anxiety. I might get down, but I don't stay down. I don't. I don't. I won't. Asia, my queen, that is me. That is she. I am where I want to be. I'm Asia, my queen, and you are watching The Constance Annan Show. And thank you. I'm really upset because I did this look, right? And I was really trying to channel my inner Asia, my queen. I was like, <laughs> fingers crossed she does this look, and you didn't. So we're going to push through and keep it moving. But how did I nail the Asia, my queen look? <laughs> you look amazing. I was just going to tell you. I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> It's Constance, I am she, I am me. This is where I want to be. Okay, to everybody that's watching, I'm a huge fan of Asia My Queen, so this is going to be so much fun. Do you want me to call you Asia My Queen? You, you can call me Asia, you can call me Asia. Okay, so Asia has a gift sitting in front of her. I sent it to her, she has no idea what it is. Girl, I want you to go ahead and open it up. Okay, I'm so excited. Okay. 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 Oh, this is so cute. So okay. Here we go. Thank you. Her own little book made <laughs> by me. Now, don't open it. She already opened it. Go, go to any random page. Whatever page you just open, open it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It's <laughs> okay. All right. Show the people what's on the fucking paper. Okay, right. it's High School Musical versus the Jonas Brothers. Which one's your favorite? That's the best way to ask that question. You're putting a lot of pressure on me, okay? <laughs> You're putting a lot of pressure on me. Um, I would choose the Jonas Brothers. Okay, to, um Because, um, fuck. Um, because... One, they're fine. Period. I'm sorry. Well, they're, okay. okay. And two, um, their music has literally been something that has shaped who I am. And um, just like High School Musical too, but like the Jonas Brothers, it's they they've continued to evolve and they've become in like you know my my adult years. So. I love it. So you chose the Jonas Brothers. So now we're going to play a game called Finish the Lyrics. I got a Jonas okay. Brothers song. And okay. they're your favorite. And you say that they've shaped and, and, and made you who you are and they've evolved with you. You better know these lyrics. Okay. 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 Right. So I'm going to sing a say a bar and then you follow up with that bar. And then I will sing the next bar and then you sing the next one until you fail. Okay. So okay. You don't fail. All right. Oh. You ready? Yeah. Okay. One day when I came home at lunchtime, I heard a funny noise. Went out to the backyard to find out if it was one of those rowdy boys. Stood there with my neighbor called Peter. 
I don't, okay, I don't know what the, something, so, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's okay, I didn't know this part either. It's an afflux capacitor. Okay, yeah, I was like, I never knew what that, in a flux, what, what does that mean? I never knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the same way, I literally always make up whatever I want for that line, and then I proceed. Yeah, I, yeah. So you didn't make it through the first stanza. So you're not a true Jonas Brothers fan. It's okay. No. Kevin, we won't tell Nick. We won't tell <laughs> Now I need you to go through that book and go to the next page and tell me what is on that page. Okay. Uh, the next page has a Twitter logo. All right, bitch. Did you see that? Sweet. Perfect. Okay. So I have okay. this segment on my show. It's everybody that is new. I find nonsense on the TL. I bring it to the show and we discuss. So okay. hopefully you can see this i'm going to show you from my phone and if you can't see it i'll read it out loud one second all right so this is the tweet the tweet says first of all it was tweeted by at holla underscore the hustler and the tweet says how i look versus what the brand uploaded so here is what she actually looks like can you see okay all right and this is what the brand posted oh my god right all right so there we go what are your initial thoughts that has happened to me too Okay, get into it. It almost makes you feel like they want everybody to look the same. Because to be honest, I look nothing like that girl in the first picture, right? But my face looked exactly like the second picture. The, yeah, the the touched up picture. And I understand there might be blemishes or whatever. You touch it up, please. You get what I'm saying? If there's something on my face, whatever. But it does make you feel like, wow, everybody wants people to look the same. Everybody wants to talk about originality and things like that, but I don't know how much we want it. Right. I don't mm -hmm. think we do want it at all because like you said, everybody is, first of all, it's not even just when it boils down to like the modeling world. I think you get on the internet all over the place. Everybody is, what is it called? Face apping and face tuning by all means do whatever you got to do. But I agree with you. I don't think that originality is something that people care about. Anymore. No, you know, no. They say, and then when the time comes to it, their actions don't reflect that. And no. I, guess I understand from like a modeling standpoint, like you said, like touch it up, blemish, like get rid of blemishes, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, like if you wanted that look, why not just get an MUA to do that look? Or not have chose me. Because if you want to reconstruct my whole face, what was the point in this? Exactly. Like quick story. I was in a music video and, you know, the person found me through Instagram. And on Instagram, you could clearly see that I have a huge scar on my stomach. And when I was shooting the music video, I could tell the videographer was trying to avoid my stomach and doing things. And like one at one, one, one side of me, it hurt my feelings, right? It did hurt my feelings. But then I'm like, motherfucker, then why did you choose me? You knew exactly what you were signing up for. Right, right. right. It's I ridiculous. In this instance that you're speaking about, did you tell the photographer at all when you noticed, when you when you saw that he was, um, you know, not trying to get your belly in it? Did you say anything? I did not say anything. I did not say anything um, for many reasons, because I know modeling isn't something that I'm passionate about, something. I just do it when someone when someone wants me to do it. And this is their thing. They They were paying me for it. It was whatever. If it was something that I was passionate about, I would be a lot more vocal. Mm -hmm. I, I know that for a fact. Okay. No judgment if you were, if you weren't. I feel like if I was, in, I've never been in that situation. I don't 
think, no, I've never been in that situation. But if I was, I feel like I'd be hesitant to speak up too because it's like, this, yeah. is, this is what you want to do. I'm going to let you, um, you know, capture me however you want to. But going forward, there's no way we can work together because I like no. you're not about to install how I look. Like you said, just go get the model that you're looking for. Go get that look you're looking for. But don't try to use me as, I don't even know what the fuck they get girls for if they don't like the face or they don't like their body or they don't like whatever. I don't know. I don't get it. But it's definitely tarnishing the way other girls view themselves. And so I exactly, exactly. It took me so long to be comfortable with my scars. I'm not going to allow you to make me go back to that place. Exactly. Period. Fuck you. Period. Thank you. That pisses me off. We will be getting into the scars for everybody that's wondering. Just stay, stay patient. It's somewhere in that book. (laughs) The next page, girl. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Um, This is a video I did with one of my friends. Okay. Um, We did a reaction video for a rapper named Ali Tominique. Okay. The reason I put that in there was because I was was scrolling through your um, YouTube and I saw that. And I love that it was still up because I've been on YouTube for a while as well. But there are definitely some videos that I privated. And so I think I wanted to ask you why you felt so comfortable to leave that one up there. I think I feel like that was like the oldest video that you had. Why why is that still on YouTube? Um, there are videos that I have privated. Um, I think it's because it was such a, whoa, holy shit. I'm looking back at, oh my God, I look a mess, but it was a moment for me. Like this is when I started doing content like on, on Instagram, YouTube and stuff like that. I was living in that room. It had no closet. I was living in someone's dirty ass house. Like I was renting a a room. It wasn't really a fucking room. I was renting a room in someone's dirty ass house. It was like a trap room. It was terrible. The worst experience ever. But I'm, this is literally, oh my God, this is literally a testament to like, if you have a vision, you continue period. And it doesn't matter what place in your life you were, you were in. Like I didn't have any money. So I made a ring light. You know, like I took foil and like I bought like little sticky uh, lights and shit and I made my own ring light and I actually recorded it, uh, recorded with that ring light. Like I hear a lot of people making excuses and shit for why they don't do what they want to do. And there's always going to be an excuse no matter where you are in your life. And so, holy shit. But yeah, that's that's the reason why it's up. I love it. I I commend you. I had no idea. When I saw that, I assumed that you were just like one of those girls that are one of those people in general that just didn't give a fuck. And you're like, this is me. This is a part of me. I'm not ashamed of it. Right. So first of all, I got that right. Is that that's what I get from you anytime you're on the Internet. Like, I just get I don't give a fuck. I am who I am. You like it. You don't like it. And so I fuck with that. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah. I love to hear that that is also a testament to where you've grown or how you've grown and where you are now, because there are, again, like you said, there are a lot of people that make these excuses to try to find reasons to not get things done. Or maybe they genuinely believe that it's something that they cannot do, you know, Correct. and you, I mean, for you to even say that you made a ring light, like round of applause, snap, snap to you. Cause bitch, I don't even know how to fuck and where the fuck I would even come up with the idea to make that. So um, I love to see that you are still creating content. I love to see that you are still pursuing your dreams. And I am most definitely rooting for you, even though I don't know you from a can of paint. Thank you. Yes, girl. So let's go to the next page. If you made it this far into the episode, that means you fuck with the show. If you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, scroll on down to the review section and leave me a review. Give me five stars. Let me know what you think about today's episode. 
Give me your thoughts. You can hate it. You can like it. I don't give a fuck. Just let me know. And if you're watching on YouTube, baby, you are not exempt. Scroll on down to the comment section and give me your feedback. No matter where you're listening, make sure you subscribe to the Constance Inn and show and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tap into the best show out right now. All right, let's head back into today's episode. It, it has a sad face. Okay, so I hope you don't take any offense to Or this. death. Death. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Death was good. That was really what I was okay. going for. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know that you have the scar on your stomach. Um, yeah. and I know that it was a, a product of a near death experience to say the least. Right. And so um, when I heard the story automatically, I thought, damn bitch, you are that bitch. I hope you don't mind me calling mm. you a bitch just be flying out. But I was like, yes, bitch, you are that bitch. Not because you had a near death experience, but because you survived. So t- you, for me, I'm always thinking about purpose. And so um, I feel uh-huh. like if I was you, right, and I was in that situation, I would definitely see that there was some purpose in my life, seeing as though I am still here and I made it through that um, situation. And so I guess I want to ask you, how does it feel to be that bitch to have almost, you know, died and to still be here and to have a purpose here? How does it feel? Um, It's so confirming. Like, it's so like, if that is that even a word? It's, it confirms why I am doing what I'm doing. Right. Like I know a lot of people go throughout this, like go through the world. Like, am, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? But now I know that I am. Yeah. Doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because I have people in my family that have been shot and aren't here anymore. And not saying that they well, they probably, they most likely already fulfilled their purpose. So now I'm in a state where I'm like, well, God has a lot more for me. So why not go for it? That's why when I'm in these shitty positions, like that dirty ass house, or when I'm depressed or I'm down and out, I know like, listen, God saved my life. He wants me to continue. So yeah. That's how I feel about being that bitch. <laughs> thank you, and thank you. You better own it. Now, for the people yeah. that are at home that don't know um, your story, do you feel comfortable just giving them a quick synopsis or rundown of the scar and even showing it? If you're comfortable, don't do anything you are not comfortable doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, okay. So I have a scar on my stomach right here. I don't know if, can you see it? And I also have a scar on my shoulder. Can you see this right here? So the bullet entered my, um, my, my shoulder when I was, it was a drive-by. My uncle was driving the car. My grandma was in the passenger seat. And my cousin was sitting to the left of me and someone drove by our car and shot inside the car. I was nine years old and it was, it was a very scary situation and it was heartbreaking to see my family going through that but what's interesting about a situation like that the doctors were basically saying hey like she might not make it out of here but I knew I was going to make it out you know what I mean like I knew I was going to make it out and um I've went through a lot of physical um uh uh troubles, I should say, like I couldn't breathe for a long time because the bullet had hit my lungs and then stopped in my back. And that's another reason why I know um, God is here is because the way the bullet traveled makes no sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if I, if I were to tell you how it traveled, you would be like, okay, how the fuck did that happen? But it's like, 
it's one of those experiences where I knew I was going to be okay, but everyone else didn't know. And that's how I know that like God is so much more powerful than any anybody around. You get what I'm saying? Like y'all did all this work and all this, you know, all this college and shit. And yeah, like I knew, I, I remember my uncle had left me in the car on accident. So he ran inside the hospital. They drove me to the hospital. They drove us to the hospital and he ran inside, like crying, frantic. My grandma had grabbed my cousin. She was frantic and everything. And they had accidentally left me inside the car. And I'm sitting there. I remember looking up at the sky and being like, wow, like it's so pretty outside. And, and I was just, I was nine. Nine, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did nine-year-old Asia know that she was going to survive? Like, were you always just this confident, super confident person that was like, yes, I'm that bitch. I'm going to make it. I have a purpose. Or like, what happened? How, why was nine-year-old Asia so confident in her life still continuing after this moment? I don't know. I just knew it wasn't the end. Like, it's so weird. Like, I don't, I, I knew it wasn't then maybe because I was so young and being young, you have this you don't have, you don't understand death. You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't think that you could die. You think only old people die. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's something like that too. There's an arrogance when you're young. And also, um, I was so okay. Like I was so, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, I love that you were positive and I'm sure that that played a part in why you are still here, you know, to talk about faith and and God moving on the faith that we have. So I love that. Obviously, I'm glad that you are here because you have an amazing story and it's definitely something that has motivated me and I'm sure it'll motivate and inspire other people. So I love it. And I thank you. I I really, I genuinely am saying thank you for being vulnerable enough to share that story because it may not be something that's easy for you to speak about. So I'm grateful that you did. Um, Let's get back into the book. Oh, oh. Okay. it looks like therapy. The thing I want you to speak about, if, if you're comfortable doing so, is how you knew it was time for you to get there. So um, we talked about me being shot, and we also talked about there being physical um uh, problems like me not being able to breathe and, 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 uh, me not being able to walk for a little bit. And, uh, but no one took the time to ask me how my brain was doing. So this whole time from nine to like 23, 24, 23, from nine to 23, I am just going through this world with PTSD and not even knowing it. Mm. Then I started, um, uh, 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 reading a lot of books and stuff. And they were talking about therapy. And I was like, listen, this, this has to end because I got to the point where I was embarrassing myself in public because of my PTSD. You know, I thought that, um, someone who needed, sorry, like embarrassing yourself. Like what, what would that look like? (sighs) Uh, I was in the car with my friend. She was driving and a car passed by and I started ducking, Mm. you know, and I felt so embarrassed and not because she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't uh, uh, help me through the situation. It was because like, I was like, I didn't even know why I was behaving this way, you know? And so I would say a couple of days after that, I was like, I have to end this. This has to be this. I can't keep living this way. 
So I've been in therapy for four years now. Because we think people only need help if they're going around, running around, but naked, going crazy like that. But it's it's everyday people that are struggling, right. you know? And um, if you feel discomfort in any kind of way with your mental, get help. Because mm-hmm. there's people out here that are studying every day, busting their ass to help you. Right. right. Get it together. Right. No, for real. Definitely mm-hmm. got to utilize those resources. And I love that you say that, you know, within the Black community. I think we're more accepting of it now, therapy. And- <sighs> yes. But um, growing up, it was always pray it away. And I don't discount that prayer can help, but also realize Correct. that God's in a position to help us. So utilize those people because we're all here. Yes. And you just, I mean, sometimes you need the help and it's okay to need the help. So absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing that resource. Uh, I'll put it in the description box below if you guys need some okay. um, affordable therapy. It'll be down below in the description box of this episode. And I just thank you for sharing that resource because one day Absolutely. I was freaking the fuck out. I stumbled upon your video and I see this link and I was like, it, it just brought me so much comfort to know that because I thought I couldn't afford therapy. So it brought me so much comfort to know that there are affordable options. So thank you. Absolutely. Yes. Back into the book, girl. Trying to Back get- into the book. Yes. Oh shit. Ugly. We got Pinocchio. Are we talking about the fact that I be lying? We talking about the fact that you be lying. <laughs> but actually, we I wanted to play this game. You say you love okay. lying, you say you good at lying. I wanted to do um two truths and a lie. Okay. Okay. I want you to come up with a lie, a real good lie, make it a good lie, and then give us two truths. And I'm going to try to figure out. And everybody in the comments, y'all play along too. We're gonna try to figure out what which one is the lie and what are the truths. Okay. Um, my first sexual encounter was 23. I am born and raised in Arizona and I started dating women at 12. I'm sitting here like my brain is trying to scan every episode I didn't listen to. um i want to go with the what was the first thing you said my first sexual encounter was 23 i'm gonna say that that's the lie no it's the truth (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, oh my gosh that's that's a round of applause because you held out long enough i don't know because it was okay my sexual encounter with a man was 23 so let me just say that. Let me say that because I was kind of lied to. Wait, damn. I, I kind of did two, two, two lies of the truth. <laughs> the thing is that I'm not good at lying. I just believe in it. Okay. I believe that lies need to be told sometimes. I don't think the truth is necessary all the time. Okay, give me an example of when it would be good to lie. Um, I think lying to your kids about certain things is valuable. Um, I'm the eldest of five and my mom told me everything. Right. So I never got the chance to be a kid. So I always knew grown folks business always. Right. Um, there, uh, I I can't really think of anything else. I think people tell the truth because of themselves. They don't tell the truth because of you. They, they just want to get that guilt off their chest. Mm -hmm. So now you living with their shit. Right. So. Read me, you just read me like a book because I do be trying to be honest, but the honesty is for me. Like I'm trying to come back with like people pleasing, like ass kissing thing that I have going on. So I'm like, it, it's really a challenge for me. It's like Constance, can you be honest in this moment and stick to how you feel on the inside and let that show on the outside? But yeah, 
I guess it would be probably in their best interest to save them from, because like, okay, is the honest truth always necessary? I thought it was up until today, but now I'm like, I guess it's not. Now you're Because I be hating the bitches. I'd be like, well, um, I'm going to be blunt. I'm just blunt. I'm just blunt. You know, to the point, it's like, you're just rude. I feel you're you. just fucking rude. Like, you don't always got to tell someone their outfit's ugly. You don't always got to tell. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's some things that you can just, and there's some places where you can just shut the hell up or lie. But that's the thing. It's like shutting the hell up or telling the difference. Like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you if your outfit is ugly, but I'm also not about to say that's the cutest outfit in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So I think, like, what you say is true, and I definitely agree, but I feel like there should be some type of balance. But I don't think right or wrong to this. Um, I think you just saying that definitely makes me want to challenge myself the next time I feel obligated or I feel like I need to be so truthful. Like, Constance, you need to speak or you need to shut your ass the fuck up. Has there been... Sorry. How's it, has there been a time where you've told the truth and you look back and be like, damn, I should have probably lied? Mm. Or do you always like, like, oh, the truth? I try to tell the truth. Like, I just try to tell the truth. Um, I'm trying to think if, there, if there's any time where I like lied because I needed to. I feel like I just tr- I try to tell the truth. I do. I, I told my like a nice, like I'll present it in a nice way rather than yes. about it. Yes. Yes. I told this one girl that she smelled, but like, it was to the point, like Constance, I'm telling you right now, the smell was deadly. It was bad. It was bad, bad. And all the men were the ones who were telling me, Asia, you need to tell her. Mm-hmm. And cause they were smelling her too. And I was like, that's uncomfortable to tell someone they stink. Like, I'm sorry. That is so embarrassing. It is so uncomfortable. So when I told her, I was like, Hey, like, you know, you do, you smell, you know what I'm saying? And she went off on me. She went the fuck off on me. So I did think like, mm, was that any of my business to really tell? Like, be, look at this. Now, I think that was the right thing though. <laughs> like, no, you know, it, it's, you can't handle how people receive things, but I right. feel like, and I, I guess this kind of goes back to what you're saying. It was really for you, but I don't even think it was for you. Like she needed to know she was funky. You know, I feel like from a, from, I just feel like as a woman, I can't be hanging around a woman or being alongside a woman and knowing you stink. Like, I have to let you know that you stink. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's just like, there's some of us just were never taught hygiene. Like, I guess it's not your business, but at the end of the day, it's more of a helpful thing. Because, like, yeah, she's going around stinking. That's just like, I feel like everybody hanging around her and knowing she stinks is just fake. Like, you got to say some things sometimes. It, yeah, it, then that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't lie to the point where I'm a fake ass bitch, but. Like, I did think for a second, like, damn, should I just shut up? But nah, I feel I like if it's a stranger, I would, I would be hesitant to say something. But if it's my homegirl, like, we kicking it. You should have, yeah. Project, like, yeah, your ass need to know. You need to go get something together down there. So that concludes today's episode. I told y'all it was cut short because... I didn't record the other half, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys loved it. And if you haven't already done so, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to As If The Podcast. Subscribe to Asia My Queen on YouTube. All of her socials and everything will be in the description box below. Y'all get right with this girl on TikTok. Get right with her everywhere. Everything is at Asia My Queen. And again, I'm putting all the information in the description box below. I appreciate you guys so much for giving me some of your time today. I'm going to release y'all so you can go on about your day and do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. God bless. And I will see you next week. Peace.